Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. What's up, guys? Uh, hi. Whatever the season, Mod Cloths got you covered. Oh, really? Snag a new swimsuit for that summer getaway that you're taking kind of late in the summer or a cute Cardi. Is that what we're calling cardigans? <laughs> oh, I just say cardigan. I just think of Cardi B if we're doing that. Uh, or a cute Cardi for those Ugh. first signs of fall. I mean, it's not like a secret when it's coming. It's on the calendar. Uh, Mod Cloth's signature line <laughs> of apparel comes in a full size range. And this is true because I just ordered my stuff the other day. Oh, and there shit, is like, there is every size um, from extra, extra small to 4X. So it's never been easier to find your perfect fit. And they also feature models of all shapes and sizes, which is nice. Yes. Uh, need a little outfit advice? Just reach out to their amazing team of mod stylists for free sizing, fit, and styling help which is super helpful when you're purchasing clothes online. So go to modcloth.com. That's me. <laughs> I said, that's me. Uh, it's me, bitch. M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter promo code GWF at checkout to get 30% off your order of $100 or more. Snag your next style obsession at Mod Cloth. Uh, and also they're having like a good August sale now. So do oh, that, they are? Do that soon. I ordered I, stuff yesterday. It was I great. hate the word Cardi, but I actually genuinely have been ordering clothes for off this website for many years. Yeah. So my mom really actually show. loves the site too. She asked, she goes, she sent me the link. And she's like, discount she was like, is this too young for me? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bye. Yes, it see is. See ya. <laughs> see you later. Oh, okay. come see us live. Come see us live. Yes. Yeah. Tomorrow, guys. Nacho bitches. We're doing it on Saturday this month. Cause who, cause who, who cares about shit? the law? Okay. Saturday. August 19th. It's I just made up a name for this. I'm like, it's the end of summer edition. There's some fucking it's title for everything. <laughs> it's just fucking whatever. It's just the last one before the most important one, which is my birthday. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't come. It's a really fun lineup. It's always fun. And it's a great excuse to get blackout drunk. But then don't touch me in a weird way. Uh, oh. Nacho Bitches hosted by me and Blair Saki, 1115 p.m. New York Comedy Club. Use code Nacho for $10 tickets. Guys, this is the $10 tickets. It's like we're giving them away. The club has asked us multiple times. Hey, Hey, shouldn't you make the tickets more expensive? And we're like, now nah, we not. Nah. We hate money. Who cares? <laughs> I don't hate money. Come to Glamour Plus Saturday, August 26th at 7.30 p.m. This is the two-year anniversary of Glamour Puss, hosted by myself and Wendy Starling at Zinc Bar in the West Village. It's a beautiful jazz bar. It's this musty, gorgeous, oh, uh, Nina Simone used to perform there on that stage. And uh, I love Google that. Everyone's Googling that right now. They can because the owner <laughs> told me. That's why we opened the show. No, with, no, no, not. They're oh. Googling who Nina Simone is. <gasps> I'm, oh my I'm God. sure they are. People, I have a you joke. You guys, if you want to Google who that is, Stop going on your phone. Like, t- stop watching TV. I, I mean, are you, people have to Google who Stevie Nicks is, and she's much more recent. What? I, although I will say, thought it was a dude for a long time. <laughs> um, tickets are 15 bucks. We like money a little bit more than Corinne. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, it's going to be wild. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's all I'm going to say. 
Oh, did you have to say like other information? I thought there was. I have another show uh, after that. Oh but no, I no, I meant for other... Glamour Puss. Oh, I was like, it's, um, at Zinc, it's at Zinc Bar. Yeah, Zinc Bar 82 West Third Street is okay. the best night of your life. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on Wednesday, August 30th at 8 p.m., it's the monthly edition of the Comedian Project, co-hosted by myself and Katie Hannigan. Uh, this is at the Standing Room in Long Island City. You take the seven train. It's like one stop out of Manhattan. Super easy. $5 tickets. Uh, you don't even have to use a code for that one. Just $5. No drink minimum. They're not checking ID. Just get in there. <laughs> Philadelphia. I am headlining the Philadelphia Comedy Club Friday, September 15th. That's all the details that I have for right now. <laughs> so just put on your calendars. And then if you're in Toronto, Canada, Corinne and I are coming at you for the JFL Toronto edition. Uh, September 21st, we're going to be doing Guys Who Fuck the Experience. Maybe others. I don't know. But at least that one. Um, come. Uh, and then uh, on Sunday, September 24th, Boston. Uh, I am headlining Laugh Boston with very special guests, James Myers and Christina Hutchinson. I heard this really funny people. Uh, use code Alfred for $15 tickets to that show. Oh, that club is beautiful. It's oh, on I'm the excited. Watt. I've never it's seen it. It's on the water. Oh, oh, we got to go to that drag club that Stephen and I found behind the hotel. Holy shit. Best night of my life. Ooh. Um, and then the next day in Boston, if you haven't had enough, I'm headlining Cityside. It's free. <laughs> okay, sorry. I took a sip. I thought that was me longer. And then New York Comedy Festival, Thursday, November 9th. Oh, my God. Guys, we fucked. It's happening at the Tribeca Performing Arts Center. General admission is now available. Yes. Okay, because I know that some codes were If the code didn't work for you, don't worry. General admission is now available. Buy those tickets. We want to sell this out fast. I know November is like, oh, that's the distant oh, future. Man, when is that even? But for festivals like this, just between you and us and whoever's listening, um, it, it makes us look Zero really good in it, it. And that's like, it encourages the festival to give us better shows in the future and to invite us back and to look, make everyone else look like chumps, which is really the goal of comedy. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's all a fucking competition and yes. someone else's success is our failure. Exactly. So we want to succeed. Perfect. Also, this is, this is the guys we fucked experience show. And if you've not been to one of our experience shows, you haven't had the oh, experience. You, you crazy because I, you might live in a town that we haven't come to yet. So for that, I'm sorry. That's on um, us. Yeah. But um, the last time we did this show was in Montreal uh, for Just for Laughs. And we had the most epic show ever. We The best prank call I've ever done in my life. Probably the best thing I've ever done in my career. Um, and it was insane. This show is the best thing in the world. So you got to see it. Um, oh, <laughs> Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. For less than $10 a meal. They deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-proportioned ingredients right to your door. My dad sends me three pictures a week of him in his new chef hat that he purchased specifically so he could feel fancy when making his Blue Apron food. And he plates it all nice and it just tickles him. It's great. Um, Blue Apron is completely flexible so you can customize your recipes each week. Choose a delivery option that fits your needs. You don't like pork? Say no pork, bitch. Don't say bitch. That's rude. And Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every single ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Some of the meals that are available in August include basil pesto chicken with summer vegetables, panzanella. That sounds like a disease, not a food, but they, they mean well. Sauteed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes. Globe. 
because they're floating in the universe. Spinach and orzo pasta, whole grain pasta, and summer vegetables again with heirloom tomato capri salad. I don't know what any of these words mean, but you are capable of cooking this shit because they make it easy because they include a little card with pictures in it of what to do. Uh, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash GWF. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That took a strange turn. <laughs> Blueapron.com slash GWF. Blue Apron, better way to cook. Guess who else took a turn on the way here? My Lyft driver. Uh, but in a healthy, safe way. Woo, it was fun. That's how I got <laughs> right here to this apartment. Guys, Lyft knows that their drivers are what keep them moving. That was a bad pun, but it's okay. Ugh, uh, but they're good. So they do everything they can <laughs> to ensure that drivers are happy on every trip. Uh, you, yes, you listening, can yeah, earn hundreds Jane. of dollars a week plus 100% of tips, which add up fast. And that's true. I mean, geez, because uh, they kind of guilt you into it. And it's like, like at least two dollars driver helped me move a dresser last night so i tipped him mad well yeah that's two that's two two dollars a trip at least come on you're taking lots of trips that's a lot of extra money drivers have been paid over 200 million dollars uh since lyft introduced in-app tipping before any other ride sharing platform i mean that's like a real cough and a direction to one specific ride sharing platform <laughs> uh because getting tipped shouldn't depend on your passenger having a crumpled bill in their pocket lyft also offers express pay, which lets you get paid almost instantly instead of weeks later. Want to earn more money? Drive more. It's never been easier to give yourself a raise. Lyft has <laughs> even taken the guesswork out of pickups. The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. Very helpful when you're on, you know, you're intoxicated and you're like, where's my car? And then you're like, see a <laughs> pink glowing light coming Brittany, out. Brittany, which one's our car? Yeah. Brittany. And that's, I mean, it's a simple formula. Ugh. Happy drivers mean happy passengers. Maybe that's why nine out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect five-star rating. So join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyft.com slash GWF today, and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. That's lyft, L-Y-F-T dot com slash GWF. Limited time only. Terms apply. And ladies, we're talking to you. I've had a lot more lady Lyft drivers recently. And I mean, I do complain about them sometimes, but that doesn't mean that you can't break that bad trend that I've been having. Thank hey, you. Make women look better. Be a good lady driver. Yeah. Be a good fucking no, lady I driver. I had a lady driver the other day and uh, she was great. She fucking, oh, I love when people go fast. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. How are I'm you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I mean, the world's falling apart, but yeah. I myself am doing okay. I just hang out and with Alfred. the president that loves Nazis. Um, just want to get <laughs> that in there. <laughs> Cool. Don't be a Nazi, because if you are, go fuck yourself. You know? You know? Also, I don't think we have a big Nazi listenership. Yeah. I'm just going to be. Uh, you know what? I think we do. I think we do. And they will never admit it to show their Nazi hosted by, It's a feminist podcast hosted by two Jews. Two, I really, two, oh, I really oh, don't Jews. think we have. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think we have a huge Nazi following. Maybe they're um, not caught up yet and they haven't heard the part where I discovered I'm a Jew, so they think it's half okay. So if it was just me, <laughs> they would be like, a oh, Jew I'll, and just, a whitey. I'll just plug my ears when Corinne <laughs> comes on with her Jew you guys, blabber. And I, you guys, and I literally mean guys, people with penises. When you're on someone's Instagram, say a lady's, right? She posts a picture maybe of her on the bathroom floor. Do not comment by saying, I want to jizz on your face. 
Because go fuck you. Who did that? Some some dude. And, and to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've been getting I've been getting ooh some comments uh, on Twitter and stuff too. I mean, I could tell when when you look at their profile and they have like one follower. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, you just are trying to piss me off. So I'm gonna block you because I don't care. But like with that, I'm like, don't, dude, no, don't, no woman. If a woman wants a guy to jizz on her face, a lot of times it's because that guy is special, okay? That doesn't mean that Hmm. she wants other guys to jizz on her face or even say, I want to jizz on your face. Don't say that. That's not cute. Just don't. Just don't. Well, I think there's like a separation in uh, on the internet where people uh, hop out of their bodies and they think Ugh. that they're not human anymore and that they're not interacting with other humans. It's just it's it's so it's not even angering to me. It's so perplexing. Hmm. And then we got a few <laughs> a few just like two or three emails from from guys who uh, were upset with what I said last intro. We got a lot of upset emails from last week's intro. Yeah, and and it's so interesting to me because uh one guy called us cunts in the subject line and I thought it was so funny and he like didn't spell shit right, but then he just wrote us back again. He's like, "Well, I just called you cunts in the subject line so I get your attention." And he like, shit, it worked. Yeah, he got us. Damn it. But um he won. You know, if you're if you're a guy, I think my theory is if you're a guy who's mad at that of what I had said about it was like a joking metaphor about <laughs> that man who pushed a woman in front of a bus. Mm-hmm. Uh then maybe you should uh, do some self-reflection because uh, if you're a great guy and a good person, you probably didn't even flinch because you got, you're not that. Well, unfortunately some people have done some self-reflection and in the self-reflection, they uh, realized that they wanted to join the alt-right and become Nazis. Oh, I hate Nazis. (laughs) Says every Jew ever. I mean, says (laughs) most people. I fucking um, hope so. Not says our president. Um, yeah, he just stayed silent. You know, whatever. There's a lot of oh there's boy. A, there's a lot of stuff. Um, uh, what else? Oh god, I don't know. There was just hair in my mouth. Oh. Yeah, it's like I, I, I there's a lot I want to get into, but I don't really want to get into it because it's just not. I worth, know. I just don't have the energy. But I do want to just say, I mean, there was a lot. There was a there. You know, there you have to read up on the internet again. Check your sources. There is a lot of. I know, like the president likes to say there's fake news, and he's kind of using it just like in um liberal outlets. But there's fake news on both on both sides. Everyone is, we're all consuming fake news. We've all done it. We've all read something that wasn't true. And it's so important. And it's so oh, time. Dude, my mom was like, I read an article right. on Facebook that was like, yeah, and, and it was just some story that wasn't true. It's and I was very like, no, dangerous. Not my mother, you got my mother. But it's very dangerous. I mean, we've all consumed um, fake news at one point or another there. And especially with social media outlets, I mean, things you can just put a URL and it looks like, you know, and with web advanced web design things can yeah, look things like real look, news sources look legit. and they and are not so mad when i get tricked oh my god i mean checks and balances exist in government um, but they also need to exist in your own life because we're duped all the time and i mean this is not obviously uh the week weekend's events got way out of hand violent white supremacy is awful we know all these things but i do just want to let you let you guys know um, hate speech is covered in the Constitution. It's it's hate speech and free speech are not separate are people saying things. it's not. Oh, oh, oh. yes, this is a we- an argument I got in all weekend. Oh, right, right, right. And, that's why I um, led you to all that research. If you actually Google, there's a wonderful Washington Post article from 2015 that has reemerged, and they I think they actually re-released it uh, for 2017. And this is why it's so important to be involved in government because. 
Number one, you need to, uh, you know, you need to know what's going on. Um, and if you have the, you know, God, I hate this word because it's been bastardized. But if you have the privilege to do something um, to yes. affect change, uh, you need to know what's going on. So I hate um, I think it makes liberals. I am a liberal and I think it makes liberals very weak when mm -hmm. we try to fight battles with false information. So just like this is not yep. an argument. You can't send an email saying it is not. This is in the Constitution and hate speech and free speech are not separate things. Um, and and hate speech right now is included uh, in the Constitution, which means that a member of the KKK, a Nazi can go out and say, I hate Jews, and they and they were saying negative Aww, things about Jews. But Jews are great in in this weekend saying. And as a Jew, I support their right to say that. Yes. When it turns into something that is illegal, is when they obviously are violent, um, which obviously it turned into that, and that's not okay, and that is very illegal. And uh, it's also you can't make a threat like I'm going to fucking kill you, Jew. That is also illegal, right? Because that's that is a threat. Yes. So that is the difference. Um, and if you want to, if you think that hate speech should be illegal in some places, it is Canada is an instance. Um, I don't, I don't agree with that. But that if you think that, then you need to petition for an amendment to the Constitution. That's what you need yes, to do. There are processes. So processes. just to clear that up, because it bothered me that people were running around with false information because that makes us look stupid. And when you leave those little cracks of yeah. being uneducated, that's how the uh, people we don't agree with can seep in yes. and be like, you're dumb, you're wrong. And well, I think the thing is too, when people <laughs> consume something that from a source that is fake mm -hmm. and then they get called out on it the way they always get people always get called out is like, you mm -hmm. fucking idiot that's fake news and then that's not going to make that person want to learn what the real thing is you know right. what I mean they're going to feel stupid so they're going to get pissed and their right. ego is going to get in the way of course it's a human thing so just you know when someone is spreading false information just you know educate them if you if you have it in you right don't don't be a dick but also I was learning I learned oh I was reading this um Think of this article on Vice. And there was one on Jezebel that I really liked about um, white women excluding themselves and basically saying that racism is men and racism is they. they oh, the, God. Their image of racism is a white man. Just and look that's on just YouTube. So, oh, I mean, I just watched dude. a video of a girl yelling at immigrants in a pizza parlor and oh, she was white. Oh, a white woman. Oh, God. Oh, racism right. is, is every it's is every genderless. Yes, it is absolutely <laughs> genderless. And something I learned, the cut, which is... Um, uh, a great website that has really good articles uh, talked about the history of women in the KKK in the 1920s. I didn't mm -hmm. know this. They made up a, a big popular oh, yeah. arm of the KKK. And basically they were like, cause women are more conniving than men. So mm -hmm. they were like, you got, you can't, you gotta be, you can't be so out with your racism basically. And they kind of like <laughs> were more manipulative about it. But women, white women were the ones that got those Confederate soldier statues erected. Yeah. Cause white those women racist are smart. cunts. Yeah. 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 And I, mean, I well, I mean, yeah, yeah but seriously, they like got, women do get things done. They Sometimes do. they're racist. Even, I knew, yeah. <laughs> women get things done. I was reading this article. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Like, that's a woman using her powers for evil. Sure. But I thought that was uh, that was really interesting to know. And uh, uh, an important reminder that, you know, 
just if you if you're nearby somebody and there's if you see racism, you hear something happen or you hear someone say something. I have I have stepped in on multiple conversations in in the city with strangers. Um, when it's appropriate, you kind of yeah, got to gauge. Yeah, you always have to sometimes, be careful about violence. Not your place, not yeah. your thing to say. Yeah, but sometimes it is, and when you can. Or if not, you mean say something if you don't. I mean, yeah, we never want to put anyone at physically at risk. So if it's something where you feel like, you know, so the person might have a weapon. I mean, that you can call 911 on someone being attacked like racially. Of course you can physically so, attack. Yeah, physically. Attack. No, if so, if, if you see some like, you know, someone like shouting the N word in a violent manner. Tw- I've seen that. towards someone you can absolutely uh, call the police. Mm. I mean, I again, I pushed. Them. We can't always. Well, don't don't push. He people. was he was old. <laughs> Don't push people. Well, I, I, I didn't push the- him. I didn't push him over. Like I pushed him because he was trying to right. like, get at the guy. So I was like, hey. Ugh. Well, I think in instances like um, when there was racism on public transportation, I mean, I think there's been many instances where once the first person speaks up and says, no, this is wrong, then everyone else will step in because there are power in numbers. It's just really yes. sometimes you have to be that first person and just really fucking depend blindly uh, on your fellow humans. Yes. Uh, to Which step is why, in. why a, a huge reason why I fucking love this city. Because mm-hmm. as as angry as everyone is and as as go fuck yourself as their attitude is. If, right. if we if there we see injustice as a as as New Yorkers on the street, in the subway, on the bus. Right. We will. I've oh, I've been in many groups uh, standing up against somebody who's being an asshole, mm-hmm. bigoted, hate, uh, racist, fucking sexist asshole. Sure. And it's ugh, it makes me very proud to be a resident of the city. And uh, the fact that our city values diversity and is proud of that openly because mm-hmm. that's that's the best. Oh God, I went to this fucking pier in Chelsea every Tuesday night. They had salsa nights in the summer and it was just this beautiful, it was on the sunset and the World Trade Center was in the background and it was just all these people of every fucking race. Like I always, whenever I, like I go somewhere and it's just all white people and i know that's usually not new york yeah i mean yeah it's 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 a little weird when we go into other cities and i'm like what it freaks me out a little bit yeah (laughs) but i love cultural diversity it's amazing i can learn from it and i i love learning about other people's ways of life and their culture and their religion and everything and new york is just a hub for that so if you've never been in new york city and you're listening to this you gotta go it's a beautiful place. <laughs> this Sometimes. is brought to you by the Tourism Board of New York, New York City. City. JK. Yeah, I had something else to say, but I don't fucking remember what it was. I don't know. Who, who knows? Who cares? Whatever. Um, okay. We're going to just read an email real quick from a listener. If you want to email us, our address is sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com. And for the yeah, and for most up-to-date uh, information about shows and everything, we do announce stuff on the podcast, but it's kind of like usually a shortened list. So you can follow us on Instagram at sorry about last night on Twitter sry about last nyt and then Christina is Christina Hutch uh, on all social media and I'm philanthropy gal on all social media. Uh, okay. Oh, you want to see pictures of Corinne's booty? You go on her Instagram. There's lots of that. Mm, mm. Hi, girls. My name is blah, blah, blah. And I really need a woman's point of view. This is a long one. It's not really that long. Um, In March 2013, I left the Royal Marines to spend long awaited time with my wife and two girls. In July of the same year, my wife was taken into hospital and was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And six months later, she went downhill very fast and she needs a lot of help and didn't want me to do something 
So one of her best friends moved in with us so I could keep working. In January 2014, my wife passed away. I loved her to the end of the world Mm -hmm. and more. She was everything to me. I fell apart and didn't know what to do. But my wife's best friend stayed with me and the kids. That's the person they called in. Uh, So over time, we grew close. She was going to leave back in 2016 but the kids didn't want her to leave. So she didn't. Uh, I started to fall in love with her and that made me feel guilty, but didn't mean anything as it was one way. Three weeks ago, I spoke to her and said it was time she got on with her life, but she said she didn't want to as she had fallen in love with me. She loves the kids and talks about their mom every uh, you're British uh, every day. Uh, so her memory is alive with all of us. I don't know how she would have feel, felt about it uh, when I was at the end of my world and in the darkest place and cried for days. She was there, but there was never anything till just over a year ago. Uh, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I am 40 years old and I love the show. It's great. I drive for a living in the UK and spend a lot of time on the road. And your show is what gets me through the day. So thanks. Aww. Thank you. <clears throat> First of all, very sorry for your loss. Oh, God, that's so sad. That was a beautiful. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think basically the subject of the email is help me. Should I date my wife's best friend? I think, I mean, this is a common I saw that, that email and I was like, oh no, boy, you shouldn't. Then I read it and I was like, oh. Right. right. It had a very different. Oh uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very different than we thought from the subject line. I had the same reaction as well. Uh, Cause I was just going to be like, nope, Jerry, Jerry. And yeah. then it's this beautiful story. Well, I thought it was this- like a divorce or something or something yeah. happened. And no, um, I mean, I think this is a pretty easy one. Yeah, do not feel guilty about no. that. That is beautiful. If you both love each other, you chase that love. Love is rare. Right. And I mean, it's like, I mean, I think it's not, you know, you mentioned a nice thing about like how uh, your wife's, the way your wife's best friend talks about her so often to the That's kids. That's beautiful. That's really nice. Like the kids know her well. She Who better to keep someone's memory alive than their best friend? Obviously her intentions were nothing but good. She she gave up a lot of time. And you guys both loved the same person. Yeah. Um, the, uh, your wife and her best friend. And you went through this really, really tragic event together and it brought you closer. I mean, this isn't a crazy thing. This happens all the time. And, you know, sometimes I feel like people are sentenced to your life for a reason. So this seems very like serendipitous to me. Yes. And I, and I, I thought when I read that email, I was always imagine, I don't know why I always either daydream about it or if it's happening in a letter we're reading or on TV, but a spouse dying, I'm always like, oh my God, what if Stephen died? And I'm like at his funeral. But I, I thought to myself, like if, if, you know, Stephen Melissa would would kill each other because they they they. I don't think they would ever fall in love. But if they did, after I died, right? I'd be amped. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I don't know if I could say that I'm a big enough person to say I would be amped, but I wouldn't be pissed. No, I wouldn't be. I think so that's, that's beautiful. A, so that's and, a and start. They, yeah, I think that's a that's beautiful, and I don't think I think there's nothing to feel guilty about. No. I understand why you would think that and have that inclination, but. Uh, be in love, man. Yeah. Also, I mean, men fall in love with kind of anyone who's nice to them and hangs around. So sorry. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. Yes, they do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Email me. It's cunt at cuntlicker.cunt.com. All right, guys. 
in a great mood. Everyone's having a great time. Oh, um, oh this week, I'm so excited for this episode. We actually great picked episode. it. We actually we have some in the can and we picked this one because you know what? We just wanted something positive, uplifting. Girl talk sleepover Gals time. Gals getting along. It's going to be great. This week's guest is an LA-based writer, actress, and stand-up comedian. She's writer, executive producer, and star of the upcoming freeform comedy series Alone Together. Please give a warm welcome to our guest, Esther Pavitsky. I'ma be throwing a parade downstairs and it won't cost no pay. So I can realize that the world's not fair. It's time to make change. So I'ma be throwing a parade downstairs and it won't cost no pay. So I can realize that the world's not fair. It's time to make change. So my brother's black and my sister's white. I never understood race, bro. My good friend is Jewish and I was raised Lutheran. Never got in the way, bro. That shit so that shit's old. Dividing a nation for decades. I'm past the hate, I'm past the guilt, I'm on the change. Block party for every block. Take a shot, sip a brew. Pass a few joints around. Grab that cutie, shake that booty, talk some shit, laugh a bit. Project suburbs, all that's mixed. I give no fucks about where you're from. It's time to. Exist. I'ma be throwing a parade downstairs And it won't cost no pesos I can realize that the world's not fair It's time to make change, so I'ma be throwing a parade downstairs And it won't cost no pesos I can realize that the world's not fair It's time to make change, so So, 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 so Time to coexist Exist, exist. Hey, good morning. Lil Esther, aka Esther Pavitsky. That was Is good. it Lil or Little? Little. I mean, I'm not. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm not a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. Think I can pull that off. You're not? No. Fuck. I, yeah, I'm not a rhyme. I'm not even a rhymer or a poet. Or <laughs> I can't even type. <laughs> that sounds. Is that just like because you're because you, you're petite? People just kept calling you little Esther, and you're like, I guess I'll run with this. Yeah, or? when I started stand up, like because I was so much. I was, I was 21, and all the like old creepy dudes who did comedy uh but were you know not always awful but were nice they would call me little esther and baby esther and that just uh. like stuck it was purely a nickname that came from the outside and also when i first moved to la everyone truly thought i was 14 and it's i my theory is that it's only because i was a girl in la who didn't wear makeup and didn't dress nicely and people just assumed i had to be <laughs> you a child must be a child yeah. <laughs> What human woman would go outside with her face unpainted? Yeah, absolutely. That's so so did, did, does it ever bother you? Like, I mean, I'm guessing people do things like, you know, try to pick you up and shit. Like, does, I mean, <laughs> you're oh like God. physically oh. pick you up. Yeah, you're so, because I, I mean, like, does that, does that bother you? Do you like it? Does well, you use it to your advantage? Oh, if someone likes when a man tries to pick you up, there's something wrong. In my, actually, I shouldn't shame anyone, but I do. Nah, it's weird. No one, yeah. Unless I, if you can, can't walk or something, the right. guy's being polite. But, but no, get a wheelchair, you know? No one picks, I don't think anyone has tried to pick me up in okay. the last five years, but I think maybe I remember that and just being like, ah, like, you know, yeah, that, that would you be jump, alarming. Because like, I feel like people always like end up touching your muffin top and it's like, always. I don't want your hand I don't know I don't want your hand anymore. I don't know why guys like when they need to get by a woman I always fucking and it's always a dude like every time in the grocery store the subway and they put their hand on the small of my waist and oh. guide me to move over and I'm like 
just ask me to move, bro. That is this would so... go down better if you did that. Well, it's like you're an animal. Yeah, like, like, they... don't touch me. Yeah, Ugh. in a grocery. People do that to me in like clubs and bars, but usually not in the in the grocery. Yeah. Store. Oh, it just happened to me at Fairway, and I was like, bro. The aisle's big enough for both of us to get by without touching each other. Yeah. You know what shocks me that is supposedly like common is that when men touch their girlfriend by the neck, like they walk with them holding I've their neck. I've seen that and that is fucking weird, I dude. think it's a height thing though because I, I'm, I, my tall boyfriends always do that to me. I mean, it's it, it doesn't... But and it I, looks like when you pick up it, a puppy. It looks uncomfortable, like, but it's not it's not as weird as you think. I mean, he's not grabbing me, but, he, but yeah, it's just like where his hand falls. I think it just... Yeah, maybe, I hear what you're saying if it is a height thing, but yeah. when I see it, it still does make... It startles me a little. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's not, a, it's not a good look. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little controlling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although that said, maybe if a guy did it to me, I would fully get wet. <laughs> like turned so on and be it. like, this is great. But... <laughs> That's the way we hold hands now. Just hold my neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were telling us right before we started recording about uh, when you were a kid. I love talking about childhood sexual really? exploration. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. And then when someone like like Lena Dunham talked about it in her book and everyone's like, she molested her sister. I'm like, no, she didn't. That was so crazy. Shut the fuck up. It's like, Everyone when they were kids did weird shit because oh, we didn't yeah. know the social rules. 100%. It's like finally someone is speaking out about this weird thing you did when you were a kid. And every, I just remember like, oh my God, yes. And of course there's backlash. That disgusted me so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, when I was little, I, it's kind of like scary to talk about, but it's fine. I definitely, well, I thought I was gay mm-hmm. and I remember being so afraid that people would find out I was gay that I like felt like I would rather die. It, like, this is actually kind of sad because it, it makes me see why there are so many like young people who kill themselves mm-hmm. like because then the like, shame is a powerful yeah and it's so weird to think that right now because i'm like oh my god if i was gay like fuck yeah, yeah i'd be like gay as fuck but yeah. truly when i was like 11 i was like i would rather die than have anyone at my school know that i'm gay and basically like i was there's like a, a group two sisters that i would like have sleepovers with and the younger sister and i would like Kind it was never vagina stuff, which I always hear about vagina stuff. I'm like, wow, you were advanced. But it yeah. was just like, I would be like, can we, like, let's have sex. I would, I would, and then we would just like kind of take our shirts off and like and like be on top. Did of you each not other. know what sex was? Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay, yeah, and then we would just like kiss each other's quote boobs, but <laughs> right, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, is that where you guys like? I don't think that's I don't think that's weird at all. I mean, I would uh, I would play house with both like male friends and female friends. And like I had this like where's Waldo mask that we would put on and then we would like kiss over it like girls oh. and boys just because it feels good because it's like that the touch of someone like that you like like or care about whether it's a, a, the you know sex that you're interested in or not. It has that like tingly feeling that yeah. you get. So it's like a new sensation. That's fun. I don't think that's weird at all, though. No, I played husband and wife with the, my first ever friend like across the street, a little boy. And we, he was a year older than me and we would go on his mom's um, exercise bike together. And then he would hold my waist as, and we we're like, oh, we're, I'm picking you up from work and we're going home. And then we'd like have sex on the bed, but we would literally be fully clothed on top of each other. But we would just like touch each other's bodies really quick. Not even penis or it, not, no private areas. Like maybe my boobs, but I didn't have any at the time. So, right. And then, this, <laughs> yeah, that girl, Catherine, or, <laughs> whoops, bleeping that. Um, uh, yeah, this one friend that I had, we were like seven, maybe even six. And I was like, touch my butt. And she was like, uh, okay. (laughs) 
And then I felt really bad about it, but I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you think you were gay though? What, what? Well, thoughts? because I wanted to have sex with other little girls and I was like, I'm obviously gay. I also remember one night my dad was out of town and I was sleeping in bed with my mom and I was like, I remember like it was the only a nightlight was on. I was laying next to her and I was like, mom, like, like, is it possible that I'm pregnant? And she like freaked out. I could tell she like maybe thought that I had been raped or something. She's like, what? Oh, no. Yeah. What do you a, mean? She was like, how what old were you, you at the time? I I don't I never know ages. I'm like thinking seven to okay. ten. Got no, it. Younger than seven, probably. And um, she's like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, well, and I like told her what I had been doing. She's like, no, you're fine. With the girls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, woo! I thought I was going to get pregnant for masturbating. And I literally Whoa. waited. When I would pee, I thought that being pregnant meant you there would be blood when you peed. And so I would, I would like examine so closely the toilet paper after I would like wipe myself when I was like eight. Wait, you masturbated at eight? Oh, I masturbated at six. That blows my mind because I felt like I was such a sexual, like hypersexual child because of all this other stuff. But I truly did not ever. I didn't masturbate till late high school. I accidentally found it, though, when I like got the stuffed horse for Christmas and I was like on top of it. And I was like, wait a second. Why does that feel good in a weird way? I, and then I kept going and I was like, oh, shit, not leaving my room forever. I'm so jealous of that because it's like you. <laughs> That's such a crazy experience to me to think of like being a child and like having a sexual feeling like it's weird. I just can't wrap my head around what but that would it, be like. It wasn't like when I would masturbate. I, I remember pretty clearly I wasn't thinking of another person or anything. It was just like this feeling feels good. Let me chase it. But I wasn't fantasizing anything in my head until I got old, like maybe 11 or 12. I would like fantasize about my friend's dads. Just nice. Because, yeah. And I was like, because I was like, ooh, taboo. That would be bad if, you know, and then but that didn't. Yeah. There's something kind of delightful about that, though, that like when your childhood is like so pure that Mm -hmm. you can just follow the feeling of something that is good. Yeah. And I miss those days. That's kind of nice. Right. Like, I definitely don't know that. My I had my first <laughs> orgasm to the Pam Anderson porn with like I, that, with Tommy Lee. Yeah, that was a good porn. I know I had downloaded it on my iPod and was watching it. And that's <laughs> like and I had sex like tons of times before that with my high school boyfriend. But I didn't orgasm until it's like by myself with that porn. It was Pam great. was Pamela Anderson. That was that the first porn you've ever watched or I think at that time. Yeah, like in terms of video, yeah. And wow, I also beautiful. Oh, the other reason (laughs) why I thought I was gay and why I was like so fearful about it was because I would like when AOL. I'm 29, so when I was like fourth whatever-ish grade when I was doing like AOL chat rooms and oh yeah I am oh, we stuff. love AOL chat I did rooms. those too yeah I mean that's like the you know the home base of this kind of personality <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would always download like naked photos of women and I remember like the computer was in the basement so like I knew how to like time it out like I could get away with it and like one time I had risked it and risked it and uh I got caught like someone came downstairs to use the microwave and they saw what was on the screen and I was so terrified and then mom like, or dad I think it was my mom and yeah it was my mom and um there like I like, kind of lived in a household with no consequences so it wasn't like I got in trouble but I arguably worse like 
was you had to teased. talk about no I was teased like from your mom yeah my my mom dad and sister like would kind of make fun of me and like make oh. fun of me for being they're like oh she's a lesbian like it's kind of terrible well if they uh, knew maybe that you felt like oh my god no one can know or I'd rather die if anybody knew right. maybe they wouldn't or maybe they saw that you weren't gay and you were just experimenting before you even you right. even saw it and they were like okay it's alright to make fun of you either I, way I, there's sucks. something I feel like they if they actually thought you were truly struggling right. they probably wouldn't have right done that that's a very good point it did yeah. seem like a lighthearted, and maybe in retrospect like having it a lighthearted reaction was a positive better maybe yeah but i don't know it's hurt yeah but it still hurts to have your your what you do first of all being caught and that vulnerableness uh, being exposed and then to have it be teased is like it's bad yeah don't do that even though they're like we're just gonna treat this like a funny thing that happened right. you're a little lesbian okay esther right you know? i think it might be better than like that or that thing that a lot of times dads do where it's like they see something and then it's just unspoken for years oh man <laughs> i feel like sucks. that's worst case scenario i 100 percent agree <laughs> like hearing you say that now i'm like yes that's, <laughs> that sounds so awful yeah. Yeah. have you guys ever had something where your parents one of your parents saw you do something and they're like i'm never bringing that up again no i it was i did it was i've seen my parents do something oh you saw your my parents. dad i never mm, i mean i think one time i i i like if i heard my parents having sex like one time when i was like little walking past the bathroom but other than that like i never saw them doing anything that i was like oh my god i can't unsee that yeah and anything that i did that they saw bad or quote bad it was definitely always fucking addressed i was like i would really uh, rather have it not been addressed honestly mm. but i don't know I had my dad walk in on me and my high school boyfriend having sex. And I, rem- I know. I oh, jeez. How much do they see? My heart just went in my stomach. I know. Oh, it was like. That's so horrifying, we, Esther. I know. So we uh, came home after school. And for some fucking reason, my dad got home from work early. Like that is not a Never thing that happened. ever happened. And I remember like whenever we, me and my boyfriend would go in my room, we'd always be like, we're going to rehearse because we were in theater together. And we like, we're doing our monologues. He's helping me with my scene, whatever. And my dad, <laughs> oh my God, it's like horrible to think about. My dad <laughs> opened the door and then like closed the door behind it, like closed it and exited. And then was like, are you guys practicing your monologues? Oh <laughs> shit, dad. Like so and I think my <laughs> boyfriend was on top so I don't like there was no I don't think I was exposed at all but it was it was a, such a brief moment but it was Was he didn't get mad at you for that? My parents would have no. fucking murdered me if I had the door closed and a boy was over. No, I that was very common. They wow. Knew, they, That's awesome. They knew though. you were having sex. Yeah, they were fine with it. Like how are you like 16, 17? How old were you? Uh I would say 17. And had they talked to you about sex? Like had the, like the birds and the bees talk? Or? No, I remember when I was little, I was like, mom, where do babies come from? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, great she question. just found you. She's like, I don't know. Ask you were in teacher. the woods. Ask your teacher. Oh. I mean, I also asked my mom when I was little, is Michael Jackson a man or a woman? And she also said, I don't know. Oh. Like, it's open to interpretation. But you knew. Like, yeah, she knew that answer. <laughs> I mean, is she like, is she also like a I'm not I'm not like a professional comedian but is she like oh just a funny lady or? she's not no she's just a very my mom's Finnish and she's just very oh. quiet and like reserved she's very she's very midwestern oh. and she's just like <laughs> not the type to like engage I don't know Jeez, where are you from I'm from Chicago suburbs oh okay yeah um damn so but so so they didn't tell you about condoms or anything I don't think so but 
I, you know, I don't, re- I think I, I learned it all at school, obviously. Oh, okay. oh, so you did, you went and asked your teacher. Yeah. Well, we, we, you're taught that without having to ask. Some people aren't. Well, some I schools mean, have abstinence only education, so they don't cover that's, shit. Is that serious? Yes. And states oh, for will sure. fund it. It's funded. Like it's, it's I crazy. I can't. Believe. It's a terrible it's idea. Horrible like, that sure. that is an option. And then legally, if you really dive into it, like we, we we were coming out with a book, and we I like researched this heavily. You the the facts that you, that a public school teaches in sex ed legally, they don't have to be actual facts. So you can manipulate <sighs> the kids however you want. The only way to change it is to get on the school board, get a bunch of people on the school board that are like liberal essentially, and vote to change the curriculum, but that never happens. That is so terrifying and yeah. it's so unfair. Yeah. Yeah. People. So you're not arming these kids with knowledge and they're gonna fuck anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Duh. and then you're gonna get mad at your da- teenage daughter because she doesn't know what a condom is, but then she got pregnant. Like, fuck you. Cause so fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely was like knew everything. And I think I a- had asked, I knew my, I also had an older sister who was seven years older, which that oh, helps. Because cool. then you know, helpful, like, yeah. oh, my mom got my sister birth control. Like, so I know that I can do that. Nice. And um, yeah, so I was like, ch- it was chill. Sex was chill in the household. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so was your family like, is, like everyone got along, like minimal? I just feel like your family seems super chill. I mean, they're, it's not like amazing. There's definitely like yelling and fighting and stuff at times, yeah. but, well, that's but pretty like basic. And yeah, that's but I always say I was watched, not raised. Like, oh, interesting. I was kept safe, but no one like engaged with me and like taught me stuff. It was more just like you learned it on your own. Yeah. So how do you think that affected you or like kind of like made you who you are today? Yeah, I think it's because I never really felt like a child when I was home. Like I almost felt like we were all equals and like okay. on an equal oh, playing field, nice. which is good. But then it, it also meant that like when I was in situations where I was treated like a child, it made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like, like in school or something? Yeah, or like, you know, my extended family or whatever it really like made me feel small. And it, like it makes it still like kind of makes me cringe thinking about it. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think overall it's it was good because I like you learn to you learn things on your own, like yeah. an overprotective parent. Like I had one overprotective parent who wouldn't let me learn from my own mistakes. Mm. She kept trying to like prevent me from making mistakes. I'm like, you gotta let me make the mistakes, ma. Yeah, I think that's hard. I mean, one of our cousins, I remember like there was no sweets allowed in their house. Whoa. I, it's like, what are you doing? What the fuck? I don't, and I I think that's starting to become popular again because people in LA are so like healthy and sugar so bad. But it's like, I just don't believe in like... <sighs> controlling it like that a prisoner yeah were you what was your i mean pretty normal it's pretty boring to talk (laughs) honestly but yeah you know parents you know married still together i have a younger brother Mm -hmm. dog uh definitely no such like we were allowed i mean like thing like sweets in uh good amounts like we were allowed to have soda with like pizza but not for every night right uh definitely sweets i mean we didn't have dessert every night but like just i mean definitely like rules though it was not like there was a clear definition uh and and separation of parent and child where did where did you grow up new jersey and uh outside of well grew up uh i was born outside of philly and then i was uh like raised for like 11 years in virginia okay because that was in the military 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I had an inconsistent, though, because bipolar and it's like, oh, do whatever you want. I don't care, honey. Eat waffles for dinner. And then it's like, no, you have, you know, it's like the uh, rules like changed a little bit sometimes depending on the mood. And I was like, I'm so confused. That's so confusing and difficult. <laughs> yeah, but it makes you a real good listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're focused. Yeah. And so how like. So when you got to college, you had a boyfriend in high school. Did you, when when did you guys break up in college? He or? dumped me bef- right before oh. I went away to college. It was pure hell. Oh, uh, yeah. What just, was his reasoning? Because the distance? He, well, I don't know. It was like, oh, we always knew we'd break up anyway because we were going to school. I was like, no. By the way, oh, my God. I'm so glad you're asking me about this. He, so he dumped me. I, I firstly I got him a job I was working at Johnny Rockets for the summer and then I fucking got him a job great there great oh, I'm like picturing you in the outfit uh, yeah with the little hat it That's was a cute job it was like I was in my element yeah. <laughs> and yes best Oreo milkshake like ever <laughs> so then I got him a job there and then he when he dumped me I found out he was start had immediately started dating another Johnny Rockets waitress so I, I was like forever I'm like if only I hadn't helped him but anyway so shit so he dumps me over the phone and I mm. we, like I thought I was gonna marry this guy like I had had a crush on him for a year before we had even started dating like oh. I was so purely just obsessed in, in love with him and he dumps me over the phone and I'm obviously like not but no, it's not happening. And I'm yeah. just like, keep calling him like stop. And it gets to the point where we've like called back and I've been calling him. He's hung up with me like seven times. <gasps> he will not stay on the phone. There's nothing I can do. Oh, you feel so out of control. Yes. You're like, you're, I'm like you 18, like shaking, freaking out. Yeah. Like it's been ripped away from me. And like none, obviously like none of these tactics are working. I'm, I'm like, please, whatever you do, I don't remember, but you're like, please stay with me. No, it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. It's not working. So finally I call and I'm like, just so you know, I faked every orgasm ever. <laughs> and, yeah. And I hung up. Yeah. And did he call you back? He called the phone. Oh, rang. you knew that would get a fucking the phone ring right after. And I'm like, wow. Like what a lesson that was for the rest of my life. I just <laughs> yeah, couldn't. It was that like, says a lot. It's so, so gross. It's like yeah. you wouldn't talk to me when I'm like this pathetic, poor groveling girlfriend that you were with for two and a half years. But when I tell you, like I insult your manhood that you never made me come, like you call back. And he's like, he was like, is that really? I'm like, yeah, it's true. And it was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which by the way, after that, because I was in high school then and I give myself like I anyway yes yeah. but after that, I was like I will never and I would never I've never faked an orgasm since then because yeah. that's just obviously who we, is that helping I wrote it's helping no one yes yeah, I wrote, I wrote a lot ego. about that because I because I mean it's for number one you're denying yourself pleasure and when you could be actively working on it and then number two you're kind of like fucking it up for the next person he thinks yeah. he's doing a great job because yeah. you're giving him that feedback and then yeah to find out it was a lie it's like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I guess I suck at fingering. Yeah, and well, and to I guess I will say to be fair, since I had never had one, I didn't know what one it was. I was in that period where you don't know what it is. I, I used to fake it all yeah. the time, and and I was like, well, maybe. Well, I yeah, but I've already had I had so many orgasms. But I was like, well, maybe with a guy, right? It's nowhere near as intense. You make those, and excuses. it's just like a little like two percent better than just sitting on a chair. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, when was your first orgasm? I forgot. Oh, like six or. But five. I, I, that's so crazy to me. My first orgasm, number one. Do you feel like most women's uh, first orgasm? is self is self-induced or is it is it from actual intercourse well i for me it was self-induced so i have i just have to say it because listening to you talk about that i was like i bet it is from masturbation for most people but mine wasn't mine because i had never even i didn't had never masturbated the first time i had sex 
which was I was 18. I don't know. I like I knew it was a thing. I just like had kind of no interest. It just wasn't I wasn't you were thinking busy. about it. I just wasn't thinking about it. Right. Like I, I was sexual. I, I you know, I I had that like definitely had like that uh like urge or need to like want to like kiss and touch yeah. people and like play a little like but that was probably and, enough for you and stuff yeah and I just like I just had no but see when I was, was dating so in high weird. school with boys I didn't look at boys as someone who could give me an orgasm I never had until like I was I still in, well know. into okay. college <laughs> well into college though because when I have sex with a guy that does not automatically mean I'm gonna have an orgasm so a guy to me doesn't symbolize an orgasm it symbolizes like closeness and uh, romance possibly and just touching each other like Oh, I don't see. think of coming when I think of a like. I I totally up. relate to that, and yeah. also I did not masturbate until after I started having sex too. And I really, like I, yeah, and like I said, I was not. I like I think of myself as this hypersexual child and young person, but I didn't have any like curiosity and touching down there until like eighteen. Yeah, I remember my mommy passing like making a comment, like not gross, but just like kind of like that you can touch yourself, and I was just like. Ew, never say like Shut don't mom. even say that to me but in retrospect it was such it was such a good like positive thing to say in a household with a daughter yeah. i just never thought about it yeah no my, my my first boyfriend was like eight years older he taught me how to masturbate after we had sex uh like just i'm so thankful it's just a, such a great first boyfriend wow. and um yeah and then and but then i do uh, always associate like having sex with someone with an orgasm because i basically like don't let people stop until they give me one is that That's, illegal no no as long as they're is that have i raped wait, someone i don't nah. know <laughs> i'm not i'm always like very nervous i think because i think a lot of wait, times how about, do you like force them to not would you like hold their head down i've definitely like what's put, the worst thing you've like, done like grab someone's hand and be like we're not done here. all right that's fine <laughs> but the thing I've is i've done that too yeah but it's like that that's you, hot when, yeah hot. it is hot i was gonna say that's kind of like totally but then or... when you think of it but then can you imagine if someone did that to us like pushed our head down and be like we're not done yet like it seems so mm. much more aggressive so then i try because i try to be like really like feminist in which you know what i mean fair but when i say feminist and i'm, and I'm like fuck am i have i sexually harassed and and assaulted people uh, well, I well it depends know. on if the person minded it or not <laughs> But uh, yeah, I know it, it, but it is. It's like such a gray area. I know because you do feel like, oh, is that hypocritical? But at the same time, I do think there is just an argument for like, it's different on our side. It is because men don't physically fear women the way women feel. And I think that's kind of, that's the difference really. Like, you know, because if they really wanted to get me off, it wouldn't be a physical struggle. I would just immediately lose that battle. I've never had a boyfriend who, I was stronger then. I'd also like if you're in consensual sex and the guy does get a little like, I don't know what level of pushy, but like, I think there is BDSM level. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's kinky and fun and hot. Yeah. Like there is a level of like acceptable pushing each other around. If you know, the sex is consensual. And I feel like that's kind of where what you're saying falls into. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this, this was like you, I mean, I wouldn't do this with like casual people. These these were, these were more like boyfriends. I mean, I feel like there is like with my, my boyfriend of two years, I definitely put up with more sh- like Ugh. shit than I would from other people as far as like, give me a blowjob kind of thing. I just, it doesn't, because it doesn't bother me. Like we have a playful relationship. He's a comedian. Like it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. That's what I'm me. saying. If it doesn't bother you, then it's 
fine. Yeah, just the same as like is like he <laughs> when he like tried to finger me the other night, and I was like, "Use your mouth." <laughs> and he was, I always and he was okay. He was like, "Okay." I'm always saying the opposite. <laughs> Steven's always trying to go down to me. I'm like, "Use your fingers." Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> so "Mouth, funny. mouth, mouth." Like I was being a real brat. <laughs> Use the mouth, and then I just didn't reciprocate. Take out a foam finger. I was like, "I'm tired. I have to go to Montreal." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Have you dated comedians before? Um, I yeah. Well, my first boyfriend out here was a comedian. Oh, or I'm out here. I mean, LA. in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> do you like? Do you find that there's like this type of understanding that is nice um, to have? I because male comedians are a handful. Yeah. Not that female comedians aren't, but I tend to uh, experience more comedians in, are extreme personalities with male comedians <laughs> i think any like performer type yes. person yeah. actors just, yeah oh, i lot, don't loads of issues i'm just for me i'm like past that i don't think i ever want to engage in anything with a like performer type yeah because i i'm just i'm full of it, my own insecurities it's like my relationship needs to be my safe sp- space where like i'm the star i'm the pretty one like yeah in fact i find myself attracted to guys who are not conventionally attractive right because you're the hot one yeah. you're like you like being that valuable like oh my god he's with her oh, that's totally. the appeal of the average guy because you know like everyone's like oh why do people like women like these average dudes it's because like you're a fucking goddess to them that's yeah. why and that's great yeah, yeah. you want to nice. be appreciated mm-hmm. and you want to feel secure. Do you ever find though that, oh, maybe I would like to appreciate a partner that's like also physically nice to look at? Well, not that they're trolls, but. No, I actually, I, I'm telling you, I mean this when I say it, yeah. like I am attracted to that. Like that right. to me is, but I, I think I've always been at, like in high school, like I was teased because I always liked fat guys. Like all my friends would make fun of me, like in a playful way. Oh, I love fat guys. Yeah. yeah. Karen always says that, but it's, they're so cuddly. Yeah. <laughs> they make you feel so small. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Which I'm like, oh, is this so thin? <laughs> is this so selfish that I only like the guy based on how he makes me feel about myself? Like it's just no, because, all me, me, me. But also uh, probably the guy, you probably make the guy feel good because he is with somebody who he thinks is so attractive, possibly out of his league. And that makes him feel good. Yeah. Right? Well, also stereotypically, I, I mean, fat people, you know, stare, and this is so stereotypical, but like, are usually funnier, mm-hmm. more fun to hang out with. Just not going to give you a, the side eye if you order, you know, dessert. Totally. It's how just, how great is that security? It's just, it's just <laughs> fucking, it's just like, oh, this is, this is, this is just nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's like comfortable and yeah, safe. and the and like and the funny outgoing trying to make going out of their way to make you uh, like feel entertained and special. I don't know what well, what it no, is. it is like if you date somebody who is like less attractive than you, they they do they're on their toes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It like it like it kind of like reveals their charisma almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why like, that shit. Is. I gotta be so my personality's got to be like the best thing ever, and I gotta right. like treat her. Per, like really well yeah yeah i the one time i dated someone who was far thinner than me which was uh when i first moved to la far thinner than you like he was a man he oh, was yeah. so thin and he's a comedian he's great whatever he's uh <laughs> but he, he's like thin and toned and muscular and oh, i like just skinny muscular yeah skinny muscular and i like like movie villain, muscular, thin, like creepy. Oh, but that's like, that's like, like heroin. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which is not what I was ever into, but this was when I had just dropped out of college and I was really insecure. And he was like the first guy that paid attention to me. And I was like, let's do this. Yeah. And, um, 
I just remember eating with him and feel like feeling insecure about how much I was eating all the time. And mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't, I did don't he like not that. eat a lot or did he just have a really fast metabolism? Cause co- some skinny people that you just watch him eat and eat and eat. And you're like, how the fuck does that happen? It's weird. There were times where he did eat a lot, but I definitely, the meals that I'm like thinking back to, it was like me <laughs> you eating like my two food entrees. <laughs> and then eating his food. And I'm like, this is, I don't want to feel this way. <laughs> right. And it's just, it just, it just, it's just, you don't want judgment in that way from a partner. Like, yeah. because of how you kind of said, like, you're my relationship is my safe space. I totally feel that. And that's what I look for. Just like, no, yeah. ju- we're just going to do whatever the fuck we do. Oh my God. And yeah. you're going to know all the bad, like the, the, the bad, bad, the worst parts of me, and the best I parts do. of me. Yeah. And without, without thinking less of me, I mean, I think that's what a part, that's what unconditional love kind yeah. of means. And I, it took me like years to realize that that was what uh, I wanted and, you know, what was right. Cause for a while, you know, you're, da- you stay in these long relationships and like, you're still hiding things and you're like scared, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What, what made you want to drop out of college? Um, I went to University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana and I was just so miserable there. It was a big oh. party, big 10 school and everyone was like partying and sororities and I just did not fit in at all. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to do something else. And so I dropped out halfway through my junior year. And uh, did you move to L.A.? Moved to Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah. Wait, did you move to L.A. like I'm going to be a stand up comedian or? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Had you been doing stand up in Chicago at all? I had only done it like a handful of times mm-hmm. and I, I just knew I didn't know what my plan was really. I was just like, I got to get out of here and I got to get, I wanted to be somewhere far away so that it was like, you New know. start. Too. Yeah. And just like immersed into a new life, like forced to do stuff. Cause I think if I had stayed in Chicago. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary, it's a but safety net saying where you're 100%. from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. The second something like scares you, you're like, ah, I kind of got to do it now. I know. And then you're like, but I remember when I left Penn State to move to New York City. I uh, I transferred colleges, but I ended up I didn't end up technically getting my degree. I walked on the thing, but I was three credits shy what? of the degree. How did they let you walk then? Uh, because I was taking summer courses, but oh. I didn't realize until the end that I didn't have enough. I was three credits shy. So what does that mean? You are now? Nothing. I'm a nothing, I guess. But I but and my mom was kept saying to me, she's like, they wanted to get me a graduation gift of like a vacation, like a play because I'd never gone on a vacation. I just recently went on like my first ever vacation last spring and uh and so I really wanted that so bad because I was so broke but I was three credits shy but I was like fuck that school no they fucked me over I was ill-advised and I'm like college is it's like people I and I felt so ashamed of it and I didn't tell anybody but I'm like who gives a shit are you gonna go to University of like Phoenix online I know and just get that degree but you can't know if they will let you I, I looked into that oh yeah you have to finish it's only one class and that's you'd have so to finish annoying. it at the school but it's so fucking expensive that's crazy really? and i'm like yeah it sounds like it's their fault too yeah so they but just- a lot of other students had that problem and i was like okay then it's not me i didn't like accidentally overlook something because i'm like shit what was this me Who, whose fault was this because you obviously don't need it for the but it's just kind of like annoying like that you put all that work and money all that work into exactly. it exactly and it's like just give me a fucking piece of paper God i know damn it. i know and i've been asked to speak at alumni panels and stuff which i do and i love because i my acting training though the that fucking college has great teachers and i wow. and i it's shaped who i am as a stand-up and who on the podcast I, I value that so much but like don't fucking make me take some french 101 class to give me that piece of paper for like huh. 20 grand fuck you that is so lame yeah college college is so fucking 
it can be so valuable. It is valuable. I learned more from my internships uh, in terms of like real world, world experience. But if you think about it, college, I mean, obviously certain career fields require it. Right. You can't be a doctor. You you're not going to Google how to be a doctor. But uh, and, and I see people feel bad about it a lot for either not going to college. But I'm like, college is not for everybody and nor should it be. And everyone feels guilted into going, well, yeah. high school and now I got to go to college. Not, you don't have to. Nothing's yeah. for everyone. I yeah. mean, college was the best four years of my life though. It was fun. Oh, I had so much fun. <laughs> oh my I God. I, you go? I, I went to SVA, the School of Visual Arts. I went to a private art school also though. So it's like, yeah. it was the first time that I was allowed, I was like, let me get rid of all these fucking losers yeah. that I went to I high school cool with. I, I, for four years, I was able to work on art for the first time, which was something I never, I always knew I wanted to be an artist of some kind. So it's just four years and you're making movies with your friends and it's really hard because like the movies have to be good because that school's no fucking joke. But it's like, I don't mind putting the work in, but I just like, I didn't want to put the work into geometry and algebra. I wanted yeah, to put it into you writing a screenplay and casting it and, and directing it and making sure everything is amazing and, and cutting it and spending hours like that. I was like, this That's is fun. That's what I want to do. I, I always felt like I was at the wrong school and because hmm. my parents had kind of forced me to go there. And yeah. so I just, I never had a chance to like figure, find what was right for me. And this, the thing, that I always thought to myself when I was there was like I don't want someone to tell me what to learn and when to learn it I want to yeah. learn what I it's not that I don't want to learn dude yeah I think about it now I'm like I would love I want to take a class on invest like I want to learn how to invest money but I want to take like a class on it. I want to like get into it and learning is amazing but when you have to learn shit that you're like I don't need this nor do I like it yeah, nor do I want to be here and you're already kind of like feeling like I'm starting to be an adult now and like you're like kind of breaking out of those chains of like, I want to make my own decision, you know, yeah. do what I want to do. I, what I really want to learn, which I probably never will, but I want to learn about accounting because mm. it is such a stress on my life. Like I don't know anything about taxes I know, and it's too. like some for some person that I like can't understand is does all this stuff and I, I just and you're just like yeah all right I'll sign it I don't know what any of this Ugh. means I know every time our CBA calls I'm just like really I'm putting a lot of trust in you and I know this but whatever you think <laughs> yeah like, I don't yeah. I was like I was like I'm gonna be really honest with you and and just hope that you're not fucking me over since you have other clients that I would trust you're not fucking over um and just please just help me like yeah. he had to open like he I didn't even know how to like apply for a credit card we did it over the phone together and I go thank you for holding my hand through this I appreciate it he goes do you know what your credit score is and I was like eh, good I was like I got approved for my apartment by myself so good <laughs> whatever good is yeah but it's they, like they need to be, teach that in school I was gonna though. say it'd be nice if they taught this shit in school that's the kind of stuff that you need to know that's the math how that to be an to adult yeah. yes exactly that's that math will help anybody and it's applicable to life no matter yeah. what financial status you are at. It is so helpful to have that knowledge. Yeah, school is great. I breeze through school. Guess what? I, I don't know how to do. Be a person in the real world. Yeah. I don't know how Laundry, to fucking do anything. Fucking None of change this. a tire. Like Because home ec, they're trying to teach you how to bake fucking cakes. I was like, I need to know how not to shrink my clothing. I know. Yeah, I learned this how to make monkey bread. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we did that too. It was, it was pretty good. But you yeah. don't need that. That's like, that's, I know. that's if anything, that's going to be like, your downfall I'll not give you health diabetes you. yeah that's not good that's not good at all you could learn that from a youtube video i just think i need to know not to shrink my clothes like what temperature even like i was like filling out on an app for like the cleanly app to wash my clothes and i was like i know one is supposed to be cold water and one's supposed to be warm water and i had to fucking google it yeah to figure Wait, out what to tell them app? 
Um, yeah, what is this shit? Oh, it's just it's just like they pick up your laundry um, and and uh. you, but you can wash it. Uh, I mean, you can watch like the process, not them washing it, but like you just know when it's going to come <laughs> exactly on your clothes, like within an hour window. Yeah, it's oh, great. Good. I can't be. I don't know. Just like washing clothes is something I've never. I just can't do it. And then I felt I was like, am I just a lazy bitch? But no. then I read a whole article in Psychology Today about how your time is valuable and your time has a financial amount on it. And a guy basically kind of did it mathematically. And he was like, it's much more uh, it's much smarter to have someone do your laundry than to do it yourself, because the time that you're wasting is worth more than the money that you would pay to have someone wash it. Wow. And I was like. Never. Enough said. <laughs> never. Enough said. Never doing it. Um, do you guys make your bed? Because I that's yes. something I, I've no. never made my bed. No. It, like, I'm also a clean freak. I um, ne- yeah. No. I'm like unless someone if someone is coming over to visit, I will make my bed, and I know they're going to be in my room, like sexually or non sexually. Um, but yeah, absolutely not because I'm just going to get in it again. Right. I know that's <laughs> that's one thing I wonder. Like once I learn to like. If I just made my bed every day, would that change who I am yeah. in my life? It does make my day. It's like a nice start to my day. It's like a little thing that I'm like, oh, bed's made. I feel responsible. And then my <laughs> the rest of my day ends up being a little bit better only because I got off on the right foot. Wow. Kind of thing. But in a little small way. That's why I'm like, but I don't make it. Like, I don't do like the fancy ass folds. Right. I don't give a shit about that. I just throw the sheet on. And I throw the comforter on and then I like fluff the pillows. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's more like if I like wake up early, hit the gym, have a green smoothie. Like that's like that's that's well, I'm killing it. (laughs) Yeah. 10 a.m. I'm a skinny hot bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's for me. It's like how many how many things can I achieve in the smallest amount of time? Yeah. It's like a race with myself. Yeah. But executed properly, not shittily. Right. That's it. Are you sexually adventurous? Um, I don't think so. I think because <laughs> you were a sexual child. That's why I'm wondering if that carried over, or if that was just because I feel like a lot no. of kids are just like horny, but they don't even know what that means. But they like it can mean like so many things other than like masturbating. Right. No, I like for me, like the bed is where it's at. I'm not interested in a different room yeah. or surface. <laughs> right. I've tried having sex in a pool and in a shower and I'm like, no, in a pool. I'm oh, out. Like, yeah, this is not right this isn't i don't i don't understand that that is a thing that ever became like a sexualized situation yeah, I, in a pool it like it won't go in no, it's, it's like no hard friction. and you would think that the water it's would also help. very uh dangerous for your vagina there's a lot pools are not clean places but when you go in a pool like water will still go in around your vagina yeah, yeah but, but if you're opening it's yeah, it's yeah, pushing deeper basically like Ugh. the dick think of the dick as like uh like a pushing butter churner almost it's like you know right. it's like pushing all this shit into you and your vagina is the barrel oh, are sucks. you guys into crazy no i like the bed too yeah. i think it's great yeah i mean mm, i like um I, I like making out everywhere though making out is so much fun Mm. Yeah, I like like outs outside maybe. I don't know. I like the idea of it, but I, then I'm just like I'm really scared of like getting in trouble. What do you mean? Just like getting. I'm always. I have been like this my whole life, and this is definitely because of how I was raised. I like ha- I have to like fight like like I if I was like to get arrested or like even get a ticket, it would be like 
not good. I would feel very disappointed in myself, even though you shouldn't feel like that. I mean, if it was something if I was like arrested for like uh, marching against, you know, inequality, then I would feel good about it. You know, I was I'm like a bitch who would like chain herself to like an atomic bomb or something. Be like, no, if you're going to do this, we're all going to die like some stupid shit like that. But um, uh, yeah, no, I, I really don't like getting in trouble. Yeah. Formal getting in trouble. I've always wanted to be arrested. Informal getting in trouble, I'm great with. Right. Yeah. Well, formal trouble is fucking scary. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I would, yeah. Have you ever gotten in formal trouble? No. I think I have. No, but like the thought that your like legal rights or whatever, the things that you're like would freedom be taken away. Could be ta- going to, like that's so scary. But there's a lot of things that you can get in legal trouble for that are stupid. And I feel like I shouldn't be so scared of it. But to me, it would be just like, it would tarnish me in a way, almost in a way that people feel about their sexuality. I've never felt a shame. You feel that. law shame, but like, I don't want, like, I remember I got detention one time in all of high school, but it was like a group detention, not even a singular detention. And I was so pissed because it like ruined my perfect track record. And it was something that I was like, the entire orchestra got detention. Does this even count? And my friend and I like went and tried to like fight it with the conductor. If that was the only one. I was pissed. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. And and it's like, no one knows. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have any meaning, but like it mattered to me. Right. It's like just this thing that you know about. Yeah. Because I mean, I kill him a perfectionist. That's why I was like, God damn it. I was like, no, I I should just go. I should just go on a downward spiral. Yeah. Just light this fucking bitch up. Well, that's like all or nothing thinking, which is how I am with food. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't. Like moderation is just not, doesn't exist. It's like, I can't. I'd rather have no fries if I can't have all the fries. Mm-hmm. I know everyone's like, oh Anytime yeah. Someone has a chip. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did That's you just me. do? Like my model for myself Two is chips. once I pop, I can't stop. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's how I feel. Wait, I, what, what do you always do? I've never felt I, so spoken to like by then by the pr- whenever I Pringles. offer Corinne food, like a ba- like, I'm like, do you want some? She's like, no, because I either want yeah. the whole bag yeah. or I don't want it. Well, because if I haven't, like sometimes I'll try not to eat until a little later than day because once I start, once mm-hmm. I kind of like, hit that I can't stop wanting to eat and that's all I'll think about if I need to get like work done a hundred percent like the thought that you could like have a gummy bear or like a piece of chocolate it's like that t- how can you get that I'm taste? like that that's me that's great that I just want of- to experience a little bit of it oh yes yeah I can't <laughs> I can't but for no. breakfast I always order like two meals it's so weird you- I, I eat in the morning but then I'm like mm, I just want to like taste a chip real quick and yeah. just one chip. I mean, there was like there was my favorite snack uh, mix was in our dressing room last night, and I was literally just carried the bowl around me <laughs> for, for set with for sound it was check good, though. because Wait, I'm like, what I is can't your favorite stop. Snack it's the cheesy one, so it's like the Dorito pieces, uh, the cheesy sun pretzels. chips, uh, puff uh, Cheetos crunchy, and then pretzels all together. So oh, cheesy, so but with the now. pretzel to kind of like even it out, salty wise. Very. Are good. you a salt person or salt? Okay, I'm sweet. Salt over sweet for me. Wow. Or, I mean, I also like to, you know, do both. Nothing against sweet. Certainly into it. <laughs> Have you ever incorporated food and sex? No, I haven't. I don't think... Mm, no. Me either. I don't feel like anyone's ever responded yes to that. No. It, but it's, like, obviously a thing. I get... Maybe it's not. But Jessica Simpson made that whole line of edible... I mean, yeah, it, didn't, but it didn't go I well. Mean, it didn't yeah, go well. Do you remember no that? Doesn't. It was, like, edible. Like, edible where she with, was, like, like, making herself a cupcake. Like, oh, a cupcake. Yeah, yeah and, the, and, the, and the picture on the logo was her licking her finger. I'm like, girl. Right. She's hot. But 
Come on, you're talking down. But they and they also that. like sells it in like weird places like Claire's. And it's like if you're young enough to shop at Claire's, you probably you shouldn't, shouldn't be eating whipped cream off. Yeah, people. but those yeah. are the only people who are like dumb enough to think that. Right. That high schoolers. What? High school, so like pathetic. you're like, wow. I'm gonna, I used to always want that candy underwear. I yes, just where can I, I like, fucking buy it? Yeah, I would go to yeah. Spencer's and I couldn't fucking find Hot it. Topic. And I wanted to go to like a dance, a ninth grade dance with like candy underwear on and like tell you also a guy, can't like, get it. It's candy too underwear. sick. You can't get in those. Yeah. And one time that I bought it, I ate it before I put it on. So <laughs> I would love to buy candy underwear and see if I could even get into it. Cause I don't think it, I don't think <laughs> it would just break. There's no stretch. Like, there's not a ton of stretch. It just like, kind of like, you know, it's like when you uh, take a fruit by the foot and you pull it, but then it just kind of sinks. The thought of <laughs> right? having candy like up against up your my butthole. labia. It's like, I don't want <laughs> yeah, that, like near that, that. And that can't be good for yeah, your labia. That's a yeast infection yeah. waiting to happen. <laughs> they also have the, uh, like the, you know, like the necklace candy. They make that in kind of like a thong. Oh yeah. Yeah, they do. I could I could see how like someone eating that eating those candies off your like vagina might feel good. And those aren't sticky. Mm. I would be open to that. But there's biting involved in those. Yeah. See, that's right. why I would be like, do especially not- I'm an Audi. You could you could really nip something there. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a chomp chomp. Because you have to kind of bite the down risk pretty hard. assessment on that. No, <laughs> no. not good. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. Yeah. Okay. N- never mind. Have you ever had any like sex gone awry? Like something you try to like do and then you're like, ah, that failed miserably. Now that's coming to mind. I don't, I'm truly like a, I feel like I've gotten to my groove of just like the bedroom. And yeah. Just like comfort. Yeah. And, yeah. But I do think that at some point, like, I, I don't know. I, my, the guy I'm dating now, like when we went to Las Vegas, we got a lap dance and it was that's oh, fun. I've got that, one. That was hot. That was so hot. Like mm-hmm. that. I was like, this is tapped into something that I'm really into. A gay yeah. child. Yes, <laughs> I'm definitely gay. <laughs> I, I, I always say to my boyfriend, like, I'm going to come out one day. Like, I'm sorry. He it's not funny to him. Um, that's how my, that's how Blair is. <laughs> she does always say, like, I'm gay. <laughs> and then she like. Then she's like, what? Never mind. Like, Wait, are, are you? If it's okay, if you are, who cares? I think that I am probably definitely bisexual, but... Have you ever explored? I have some friends, some like close friends that I'm like, you are bi. You talk about men and women. Like, and you, I know you want to experiment with a woman. Like, just let it free. I think there's but- shame in saying you're bisexual because it does, it's still ingrained in me that that is like not real and for attention. And you're just selfish. Yeah, yeah, but it is. Yeah, it's it is like, a thing. oh, you just want it all and you want it. It's like, but it's like everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely do identify as that, but I'm not like parading it around because it's I do feel weird shame about it. Well, Have you and also dated a girl, though. I've never dated a girl. No, but I've like had like I've never had a girlfriend, mm-hmm. but like there's been like things uh, like close to that. Like you made an OK Cupid profile specifically for women. And you had sex with her that night. Just me. No. <laughs> That's why I wanted to. I was like, man, women are so just soft and pretty and great. And there's just they get it. And that would be fun. But I don't know if I could ever date a woman. Are you what do you guys identify as? Straight, mostly, mostly straight, I guess. But I've had sex. I mean, I've, I have three ways with my boyfriend uh, with another woman and I really like them. But I also have a cuckolding thing. Um, I talk about it all the time, but like I, that's why I liked when we got a lap dance at the strip club, because I liked when the stripper was on my boyfriend. Oh. Now I'm like, you don't have to come. Well, and then she like gave me one. I'm like, you don't have to. But then it was nice. But I liked mostly to see the two of them interact. 
Oh, that's that's hot. Yeah, and mm. I'm just very straight. I I wish I was, and I wish I had more of a selection. But I'm like, I honestly, like, if I had a choice, I, I wish I could be like purely, truly bisexual. It just sounds so nice. Yeah, I'm just like straight, and I definitely need a dick, and. I'm just a woman. There's no fluidity there, in my opinion. I'm just like, I, I feel very like, regu- like regular, but I'm not like, it's not like a struggle. I don't feel like I was like confined to these <laughs> things. I just feel like a straight lady. That's good. And that's, that's it. Yeah, that's, it's interesting because just because of your guys' podcast, like I would think mm-hmm. that you didn't identify as like very normal, but I think yeah. that's that's good. Like, I think that's interesting. yeah. I'm just like, you know, I, I, and it's not that for lack, I've thought about it so much yeah. and done things. And I like let a lady finger me in a sex club. And I was like, this is I mean, not for me. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't, it, it's like, I'm very comfortable. Like it doesn't bother me. So you've experimented. But, uh, I, I mean, I did it just because like we were at a sex club and I was like, when in a sex club, you right. know? And you know, but I was like with a dude and she, this lady just came in and started touching me. And I like, it didn't feel appropriate to like, knock her off <laughs> so, just elbow her in the eye yeah and for me like if something like if someone else is gonna get satisfaction about something and I'm kind of like very neutral about it and it's not gonna bother me uh, uh, either way I'm more than happy to let like use my body as like a vessel for your own pleasure like totally fine with me because I I mean just like oh it's a woman is rarely going to make me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. Like yeah. sexually, when we are in a space where we have all consented to be naked together and to engage in sexual acts with one another. Right. If it was like just like when people like touch me in a weird way, man or woman outside of a space like that, right. I do not like well, it. Well, and some guys, some guys specifically can't wrap their head around that. But like me at a grocery store in the ice cream aisle, don't fucking touch the small on my back. But in a sex club with that environment and the woman was touching you and she fingered you, you're like, eh. I'm not like excited about this, but like, whatever. Right. We've all agreed to this. Yes. Exactly. Sure. That, that's like the main thing. It doesn't feel like a violation of sorts. Well, I just don't like being touched in general because even like sometimes people who listen to the podcast will come up and like girls will like touch my boob or my butt and be like, uh-huh. and I'm like, I don't want to start a fight with you, but like that's completely unacceptable. Yeah. Not yeah. only, I mean, it's not okay just because you're a girl. And also I don't fucking know you. Like that's, that's just like, do not touch me. See, I like... I, I'm so interested to hear you say that because I do feel this like weird assumed intimacy with all women. Yeah, yeah. And I, I am a, that person who will sometimes like touch a woman's breast or. And it, Me too. I, I, I've done it to fans. Like they're like, oh, let's take a funny photo, and I like grab the girl's tit, and I'm yeah. like, I'm, and then I've caught myself like. I'm that was really inappropriate. I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. She goes, oh, I don't give a shit. So but she could have easily said, like, don't touch me. That's weird. And I could have and she would have been right. Right. Like, however, she would have felt would have been right because that's how she feel. You know, for me, or to me, it's just like, yeah, it's just like I am very big on boundaries. Barely like them. So like if my friend like, you know, if my best friend came up to me and touched and grabbed my ass, no problem. And that goes for my male best friend, too. He's gay. So it's like a little bit different. But even like, honestly, like even like when I was in plays in high school, my male straight friends we would like had this thing where we all grabbed each other's uh, penises and vaginas like kind of just like a tap like a <laughs> like hey a ball, hey like a tap? and like that was Sup. totally fine with me because it was funny we had all said that was okay it was a thing it was almost like we're in this club together like you know when guys like slap each other's asses in, on sports teams uh, I totally I get that all my girlfriend's butts all the I grab my girlfriends and I grab each other's butts all the fucking time <laughs> it's so funny See, I have like a group of male and female friends. And when the feet, when some of the women like get kind of close to the guys, I 
I'm always, I don't, I think that's fine. Like whatever. But I always think to myself, like I could never just sit on a male friend's lap. Right. Or like, Oh, I, I do that all the time. I, yeah. I, I don't have, I'm not comfortable with that either. <clears throat> Cause some, then I don't want to give off something weird and I don't want to, I don't know. It, yeah, I'm there's much more comfortable like, doing it with women. Too intimate about it that I, for my comfort level. And it's probably, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's just my own weird thing. But uh, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, see, I like love cuddling with like my friends, all my friends, like uh, all my close friends, like from high school and stuff. And like, we definitely like, and I've definitely like my friend, like Manny, he's like, I guess my best friend who is a straight man and listens to the podcast. Hi. Hi, Manny. Uh, and I definitely would feel comfortable sitting on his lap. I think maybe that's like if we're both single, because there is like definitely he has a girlfriend now. So I would feel like, OK, well, I feel like I would not want to disrespect her, even though it was not the intentions were not sexual at all. I feel like that's still like, OK, I have to be like a little bit more conscious. Uh, yeah. Conscious of like how that appears mm-hmm. and how someone looking at that situation could find it which is a lot that's a lot of thinking but yeah yeah if i follow yeah <laughs> i just because i try to be really like sensitive to oh the yeah feelings. more so of women that i don't know men i don't know yeah. will <laughs> you grab like will you like touch the bodies of women you kind of know like you just with women blanket yeah well i don't think it's like i'm doing it all the time i think right. it's like Oh, if I'm feeling like an intimate, like it's going to be fun and silly and like we're on that page. Right. Because there's been like, I have a friend that that I did that to the first time we met and she's like, I always think of how you did that. And I just felt like we were so close. And Aww. like, <laughs> yeah. so when you grab my nipple at that yeah. Starbucks, we're like besties. Yeah. So I feel like, but I don't think I do that as much. I think I, I don't know. Has it ever like gone? Have you ever like overstepped? I've never done like I because I'm very touchy with women, too. But I've never I'm like waiting for the day that someone gets really pissed off at me. But it hasn't happened yet. No, that hasn't happened to me. But last night I like someone had that like we were at the funnier die party and someone had tacos and like I wanted to see what they looked like because they had asked like how many do you want one or two and I oh that I, truck like, was so high up. I, yeah. And I grabbed a woman's shoulder and was like. I was like, oh, can I see how big those are? And then my boyfriend was like, you can't just grab a woman's shoulder. Like, and well, he can't. <laughs> yeah. A guy can't. But then I was like, oh, I guess I need to think about that. Like, because yeah. I don't know how I would feel if someone did. I don't know. It is something that I need to be more aware of. Yeah. I, it's It never bothers me when women uh, touch me. When a guy does it, I'm like, Duh. I yeah. feel like a ghost is behind me. Yeah, the, the difference is But so I was never big. assaulted. Like, I really, I don't know why. I just, well, man, what you're saying earlier, like, well, I always think about it because I mean, physically a threat to women. I think it was also like uh, there was an there was an incident when I believe it was the designer Isaac Mizrahi grabbed Kathy Griffin's breast in like kind of like they were doing like some red carpet interviewing or something. And I'm pretty sure it's Isaac, but it was definitely a gay fashion designer. And she was were really they friends. Uh, not close enough to for oh, that. Okay. I mean, they, uh, yeah, they knew each other through celebrity. And I, and I remember her, she was really upset and she spoke about it publicly and everyone was kind of like, he's gay. And she's like, well, but, no. Yeah. She's like, it's still my breast. This is not like, it's not some fucking These like, aren't toys. Yeah. Uh, in your comedic bit. And also, and I think there is also an, a kind of an understanding amongst comedians and like so she's a comedian. He is not a comedian. Right. And that's an overstep. Yeah. And because I do feel but a male comedian with probably, comedians, a male co- gay comedian probably wouldn't do that to her. Well, male gay comedian might, but a male straight comedian. Yeah, I definitely have a little bit more. I would I would give a little bit more give to a a, a, com- a comedian because I'd be like, OK, well, we're in the same art form. This was like something it was like something you tried kind of bombed with me personally. Right. But I um 
you know, yay for you for trying a new thing. Yeah. Well, in general, like I try to always remember that when, cause sometimes someone might say something or do something and it might like ups- make hurt my feelings. And mm-hmm. I always like re- remind myself of that buffer of like, okay, Esther, that person was just trying to be funny. Yeah. They, it's about them. They wanted to be funny and get a laugh. It's not about me. And like that right. has helped soothe me. Sure. Quite a bit. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Uh, non-comedians, especially I will, will try to be funny around comedians Oh my God. and they'll always make jokes and they're pretty much always bad. I, I get offended and they're, and they, they but I always be funny. I kind of try to remember that same thing that it's like, they feel uncomfortable. They're trying to come into our mm. zone. Right. I know what they're doing not the best approach because I think you should always be yourself but I'm not I can't get mad about it because I I know that their heart was in the right place right they're just trying to get on board whenever when anybody has a career that's interesting whether and whether I don't I can't think of one right now like a zookeeper or something I would be like oh I've I had a cat once like I try to relate or something and they would be like Mm. Uh, bitch, go home. <laughs> bitch, go home. Be like, I helped a koala give birth. Yeah, yeah shut the <laughs> get fuck away up. from me. Uh, well, we've been talking for an hour, and this damn been, yeah, you guys are so much fun to talk to. Thank you. Oh, we're so, you're go, fun I too. love you. I was like, you're like my comedy crush. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. Speaking of gay, gay stuff, I was she like, is. I always talk Esther. about you know. So happy when uh, I when uh, John Campanelli mentioned you as a friend because I was like, yes, I have. Ah. This is great. Well, he has no other friends besides us. So <laughs> we're a, it's especially a strong bond. This, this should be the Friends of John Campanelli episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny because I ran into him last night and I said that we were interviewing you and he goes, give me a shout out. So there's your shout out, John Campanelli. <laughs> not the way I wanted. Yeah, not that he, need, he didn't really give us any you know things to stick to. So <laughs> we had to use our own creative thoughts and he, that's where it landed he is a funny dude though <laughs> oh he he's very funny very funny <laughs> <laughs> um esther where can we find you um i have a new podcast called glowing up and it is about oh, I love that name. beauty and uh makeup and exercise diet it's like, like very girly chatting about girly stuff and i have another podcast where i interview people called weird adults which i would love to have you guys on Fuck yeah, yeah. on um, both of those and uh yeah i have a show coming to the network called freeform Super embarrassing oh, name. Oh, nice. Uh, it is, but that's a good. But what was that? That was ABC Family. Yeah, they changed. Yeah, it's but good they have, have good a, shit Eliza on it. Eliza Schlesinger has a show on there. Right? She does. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's great. And um, <laughs> and, you seem you seem excited. No, I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. It looked good. I watched clips online. Oh, good, good. That's yeah, good yeah, show. yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, that it's called Alone Together, and that's coming out in oh, January. Nice. And I'm just Esther Monster on Instagram and Little Esther on Twitter. Oh my gosh! Congratulations on all that so nice to have you here thank uh, you guys the, yes thank you this has been guys we fucked the anti-slut shaming podcast we'll talk to you next Friday
you covered snag a new swimsuit for that summer getaway or a cute cardi for those signs of fall mod cloth signature line of summer apparel comes in all and all apparel comes in sizes full range from xxs to 4x so it's never been easier to find your perfect fit need a little outfit advice just reach out to their amazing team of mod stylists for free sizing fit and styling help go to modcloth.com and enter promo code gwf at checkout to get 30 off your order of a hundred dollars or more Stag your next style obsession at Modcloth. <laughs> 